Happy Hump Day, everybody. Hump Day. So, you know, I don't, it's Wednesday. Is uh, Do we care about Hump Day? Yeah. I don't think, I've never liked that term, Hump Day. I love it. You know, you get over the hump, you got Friday Eve is Thursday, and then Friday comes, and then the weekend, baby, gives you something to look forward to. So, okay, so when you hear the word hump, I want you to tell me, you know, we're gonna, I want you to just clear your mind, and we're going to play a game. I'm going to say a word, and you're going to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Rob, hump. Dogs. Tracy, hump. Campbell. So, exactly. I don't find dogs, nor camels, nor camel dogs, nor dog camels to be anything that I associate with good times and good feelings. Um, Wednesday could be something totally different in the American spectrum, but for whatever reason, hum day has caught on. Then I open up my Twitter or my Instagram and I see humps. People are showing the humps that they have. None of that is anything that I've ever... You know, I just don't like. I don't even like the word hump, hump, bump, pump. Those you don't are like I don't like humpty hump. Never. Oh my I God. didn't like that prosthetic or fake nose he had. <laughs> I actually hated that man. What was his name? Uh, his real name? Big Daddy Kane. Was that no, big? No, no, no. Humpty, humpty, humpty. His name was Humpty. Whatever, Humpty. I never. Shock G was okay. the originator of, of humpty. humpty and the Humpty Dance. Yeah. No, Tracy, I didn't like any of that. Um, so. This week, of course, we are here with our amazing hostess, or host, Tracy Bonner. What's up, everybody? And our amazing guest, Rob Owens. Hello, hello, hello. Social media influencer, model, physical fitness enthusiast, as well as nonprofit owner of the organization Dope Dads. We've talked to Rob about how he's uh, been able to secure work as a social media influencer, how he uses a specific type of philosophical approach to underpin his work with fitness, as well as what he does with his pursuits to support Fathers out there, it is a brotherhood through fatherhood and dope dads. Rob, I want to know, as you have built a pretty solid social media following and been able to diversify your work in multiple areas, have you ever had any stalkers on Instagram and or Facebook? Maybe all in the DMs, ladies. Yeah, I would think so. You know, you have a very popular Miss Jessie's campaign. You have, currently, you have a very popular... I mean, I've seen the Scott Porter ads pop up, um, though I don't really even have a, yeah. much of a beard. Somebody <laughs> sent it to me it yesterday. It pops up. Like, like, Ain't this your boy? I mean, you popping in these So, streets. But with that, have you had some negative uh, attention as a result? Um, some. I think so for me, you know, being in the fitness space, and I don't normally do anything that shows much of my body when i if i or when i do post something that's fitness oriented i get the whole you thirst trapping and i just think to myself there are hundreds and thousands of people that are in the fitness community and or guys that's their whole profile that quote unquote show their bodies and i think i do it in a taste way but i always get pigeonholed in for thirst trapping anytime that i i do something in that space and i think maybe because I don't do it often. Yeah, but. I think I was going to say, that's probably because you don't do it all the time. See, those guys that do it all the time, it's like, oh, in our minds, we're conditioned to see that person. But when you occasionally throw in, you know, your poke outs yeah. and your arms bulging, we're like, oh, okay, what are you trying to do? Who are you trying to impress today? Nah, I'm just trying to, trying to make mad. Nah, today? just as you spoke about just <laughs> diversifying or being diverse, I just want to be, you know, want yeah. people to see me in different lights. But I'm I, just and, so I also, and, and I think for me, I also say this like, 
you know, I'm, I've been guilty of body shaming myself, and so I think that kind of, that makes me, like, not want to do it. It's like, dang, every time I do when I do it, you know, it makes me feel like I, I shouldn't do it, right? Cause well, you should do it more. I, okay, well, I appreciate that. But stalkers is what you asked me about. Um, No stalkers, just weird people. No no stalkers. Everyone's been really, really cordial. Um, when I say weird, just uh, sometimes people, I think it's just part of being relatable. Sometimes people carry on conversations as if they've known you for some time and really have no real common yeah. core anything is because people will walk up like, to you and say i know you or you're yeah, my friend yeah. and you're like i'm sorry i don't know you but we're facebook friends or we're instagram friends and they yeah. equate that yeah, yeah. so I, when i happen to me though i act like we're friends when people come <laughs> to me and they're like oh my god you know i know you from instagram I'm like oh my god thank you so much you know yeah. I, I really you know i'm it's, it's a you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for the fame. So I'm all about it. I think there was a, yeah. Bring it on, Jesus. Uh, I think Lady Gaga was complaining about fame is a trap. Uh, that was something that she recently stated, recently said. And I'm like, bring on. You know, I think it comes with responsibility. I think it comes with a, a, a large responsibility. Uh, one thing that you said that I think was really that I want to kind of probe a little bit, Rob, is that you talked a little bit about the Instagram and Twitter and the. Facebook trolls, people that want to say negative things about your work and about the brand that you're building and how you're choosing to build that brand. Is there any advice that you – how do you respond to those people? Do you just ignore them? Do you Um, go back and forth with them? No, no, I don't have have time to go back and forth. might laugh it off or I might just make some of the – a very similar sentiment, you know, or share a very similar sentiment that, hey, like, there are other people that do it all the time. Like, I'm – I am a fitness person. I'm in good, you know, I, I am just uh, embracing my, my my body, right? And, you know, I'm in the fitness space, so. You turn you know. a, a negative into a positive. Yeah. You know, I think that, number one, many of those people are, there's a lot of jealousy and hate involved, and they need to, you know, handle their own insecurities and issues. But personally, I feel as though, you know, every single person has a gift, has a series of gifts, and it's a limited number of gifts. None of us have an unlimited supply of God's gifts. So if God has, God doesn't give everybody a body that can be admired or a face that can be admired. Beauty is a gift. Uh, it is. It is. A beautiful physique is a gift. If you have it, I believe that you should use it because God intends for you to use it to edify his kingdom. And however you choose or however God directs you to do that, you need to do that. And I think it's great. The word you used was tasteful. You do it tastefully. You're not out here. But I think it's also your choice. How you how you should determine for yourself what is tasteful. That's, that's, and that's I don't true. think that the general public mm. should have the right to determine that. Now they can unfollow you, they can block yeah. you, they can do all that. Yeah. Do it. Right. But it's ultimately your choice. Whenever something comes across my Instagram feed and many things have come across my feed that I have found to be inappropriate and or distasteful. When I've seen that, I unfollow because I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I've done that. I, I don't want to yeah, see yeah. it. That's and and why waste my time saying, "Hey, why are you doing this?" Just unfollow them if it's something that's consistently bothering mm-hmm. you. Just let it go. Yeah, I've had you know because I I uh, my Instagram is personal, but I do post a lot of my physical fitness work and journey. I made that journey public on purpose and I bear the responsibility of that choice. Yeah. I've had a lot of people, uh, some some bigger people follow me, but then they're posting uh, bigger pictures uh, that's like not with clothes on. And so when I see that, you know, many times I'm going to have to, you know, unfollow, even if you were smaller, 
Yeah. And you had no clothes on, I would probably unfollow you too because I don't want to be somewhere out in public, at church, yeah. somewhere in between. Scrolling. That's right, songs. And I'm looking and here's your naked butt. Yeah, I had um, to unfollow a friend and he called me and was like, why did you unfollow me? I said, because I was at work with these babies, these students, and they were coming up to me and I was on Instagram and your feed popped up with naked women. I was like, I cannot... I, I I cannot do that. I'm sorry. I don't want you to be offended, but this is And it's why. Instagram. In- Instagram yeah. isn't the platform for that. If no. you want to show nakedness, go on Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, at best, or if at worst you have no other outlet, go on Twitter. Yeah, and I where have no, we have no control of what we scroll. Not on Instagram. I think it's very unfortunate. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, also, one thing that has been my experience in regards to sharing my fitness journey is that when I have a photo that may not be uh, flattering to somebody or where I, maybe I look like I've gained weight, people are going to quickly say, oh, wow, you're gaining your weight back. Uh-huh. And so, but again, that's the responsibility that I bear by making my journey public. Oh, yeah. So I think it's, I accept it. I think it's fine. Well, ladies, I must say that sitting here with Rob, you know, he is some good eye candy. So you just hop in his deal. Hop in his deal. Right, we but, welcome that. But can do you welcome that? Wouldn't that not is that can does that get overwhelming? No, no. It's oh, so ladies, pop on in there. Tracy, I find it flattering. Okay. I will say that I don't find it overwhelming. I find it flattering for sure. Tracy, right. how do you feel when men pop in your DMs? Well, the problem is the type of man I'm attracted to does not pop in my DMs. Um, so that's my issue. Okay, I need you to have your teeth. Okay, you've I'll, had I'll toothless <laughs> men uh, coming to your DM. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just not attracted to if you don't look a certain way. I'm sorry, I'm cute. So you have not had any men that you've been attracted to pop into yes, your okay? They've been married. You've had married men pop into mm-hmm. Tracy. Have you ever had any women pop into your DM? No, I haven't. Women. Don't How would you respond? Because you, you be like, oh, that's so sweet, and I would try to leave it alone. And if they kept good. going, because we say, talked about sorry. that on the podcast, yeah. I gave you some coaching, yeah. saying that women don't want you if you <laughs> turn them down, yeah. in the right way. And I really wish that we could nicely turn down President Trump because we, as the black community, we don't want you either. <laughs> uh, last week. <laughs> President Trump traveled to South Carolina and gave a speech at Benedict, Benedict College, fitting name, where over 200 people attended. Uh, this was this this was your president's first appearance at a historically black college, and unfortunately, only 10 students who attend the college were invited to attend this event at their university, um, and actually, only seven of them actually showed up. This is so interesting. I had uh, uh, an Instagram debate with some of the students uh, because I made a comment about the school selling their soul. You know, this had to have been done for money, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Our president didn't even know that he was coming. And I'm like, yeah, she did. You know, your president is informed of whomever. It's the president. Of you of right, the right. of the free world is coming to your university. You don't think your president knew, but um, I don't know. They were talking about uh, criminal justice reform, absolutely, which which is something that we Kim Kardashian did. West and Kanye West topics earlier in the week 
are given credit for really pushing forward and yeah. really helping and, support and, and making your president embrace it. We need to continue that. I mean, it is the president and he has a lot of influence over a lot of lawmakers. So, I mean, hey, I can't take that from him. So, so you feel as though, do you feel as though this was a good thing that President Trump has done for the black community? No, I think it was strategic. He did, you know, all the universities in South Carolina, you choose Benedict College? Like... No, I was strategic. You don't. I was you don't. Yeah, you don't I think, show up yeah. to HBCU yeah. on a regular basis. You haven't been to many since 2016, and now. Let me give you, know? you even a little bit. Like, Rob, on the at best is disingenuous. At worst, it's disrespectful to the there black community. But that's not what I'm hearing. I'm really angry that the media is not really giving us that perspective, that they're taking this and jumping on this and saying, this is President Trump's attempts to court the black community, talking about criminal justice reform. Are you saying that black people, media, that we are criminals, Mm -hmm. that we are the ones who are most impacted and most affected by these laws? Absolutely so. That This is the truth that, yes, a lot of policies and laws have been put in place that have unnecessarily enforced and police black people. I agree with that. But to say that the crime problem in this law is going to benefit black people and using it as a ploy for black America takes away the fact that there are people of all colors who have been impacted by criminal justice and who are in need of reform. Mm -hmm. Don't associate criminality with the black community and make it seem as though this is something that we need to be involved with and that we need to be proud of. And that's exactly what President Trump is doing and that's the exact same hole that the media has fallen into. Yeah. And for him to do it on a historically black college campus to further edify that that mind, that that mentality is just further disrespectful. And in the event that he truly cared, why hasn't why hasn't he done it more consistently within his within communities that don't look like us, within communities that have the ability to you know create the reform? Uh, yeah, like doesn't make sense. Now, if this was something that he was doing, like you said, on a regular basis, then I could, uh, you know be down with that, but then he, he doesn't come to the HBCUs and, and talk about anything community related. I This is an election year. Let's not get it twisted. It's coming up and he's being strategic. He wants to get all you new Negroes on his side. And he's thinking that all you need is cameos from Kanye West, yeah. uh, endorsement from Kim Kardashian West, mm-hmm. and him saying we're going to release some wrongly imprisoned African Americans, and then he's going to have your vote. That he's going to take away your vote from the party that has done more to support you, believe in you, and hold you up than the Republicans could ever imagine and dream. So mm-hmm. that to me is exceptionally disturbing. But what I'm proud of is, and well, let's, before we even get to... Uh, Kamala Harris and, her, and how she stood up against this. Do you fault the president of Benedict College in allowing this to happen and giving President Trump an award? Because he gave, he recognized this. You know, homecoming at a college is all about tons of pomp and circumstance, and they gave President Trump an award for coming there. <laughs> an award for what? For for being the president? Like, what has he done? What has he accomplished? I hear. All the time. He was given, uh, Trump on Friday delivered a keynote address at the second step presidential justice forum 
Uh, and during the forum, he received the Bipartisan Justice Awards, award the Bipartisan Justice Award for his efforts to pass the First Step Act on federal prison reform. We that hear, is the award. We hear all the time that he's the first president to do so much for our community. From him. You hear from blah, him. Blah, blah, he blah, says blah. that. And I'm like, where are the numbers? Where are the stats? Where, where's the, where are the facts to support this? Where's the evidence? Um, I think it's great what he's doing, but I also think he is a celebrity president. Mm. So he puts all of the things that he does on display. President Obama did the same thing right before he was exiting. He did this mass um, exodus, for lack of better words, um, for a lot of prisoners to be released who were in unlawfully, um, had super long sentences that didn't need those. He pardoned, so yes. He, he pardoned. Black pardoned. There was so, no law that was like, let me just get to but, doing what's right. this is what I liked about the man is that he did not do it to be championed. He mm. did it because it was the right thing to do. This president is doing it to get a pat on the back, to get an award. And I'm just tired of his little Twitter fingers. Every day, tweet, tweeting about something he's done. You think that not real. The, the, the president of Benjamin College was incentivized? I mean, you know, you mentioned that, you know, should he, was he wrong for giving him an award? Absolutely, yes. But what was incentive for doing oh, that? Oh, there's know? some money being mm-hmm. involved. Okay. And they're not talking about it. There absolutely you know? was probably donations from mm-hmm. unnamed funders that support the president, that laid the foundation for, uh, you know, this to happen and this to occur. In addition to that, you know, but then that brings up a whole nother issue, guys, that I think we can't move on until we talk about that. And that is the fact, you know, many of our historically black, co- historically black colleges and universities are hurting financially. Yeah. yeah. And it, they're in desperate need of funds. Mm-hmm. And if the Republican Party and supporters of President Trump are going to give Benedict College large amounts of money to give him an award and let him speak, should they have turned that down? I don't mind. I'm a product of an HBCU. So, yes, I don't mind receiving funds, but at what cost? Like, are we receiving these funds to promote someone who is essentially not really helping the community in which your uh, population um, services? Like, I, I just I just don't know. Um, we do need to do a better job as black alumni at giving back to our uh, universities. We we really need to do a better job at that. That way we won't need handouts from outsiders. I, I, I think you know, we need money to stay operative, but I don't know. What you what what do you think, Rob? Because I, I I think on that one hand No, I it's uh it's it's uh it's tricky, right? Mm-hmm. I mean because as you mentioned, funding is needed to support, you know, the, the operational cost of the university system. Um, but then, again, at what cost? I have some thoughts around um, athletes of color going to PWIs. Yeah. And I think that, you know, majority of the uh, school's programming, is, athletic programming, is African American or people of color. Oh. And I wish there was a way that we can attract more um, of these athletes to HBCUs because these athletes are funding a large portion of the school's programming via yeah. their um, via the athletic program, but then that money trickles over into the coaching staff and to keeping the university alive. So um, we have to figure out a way to better uh, attract 
people that look like us to universities that are for us. For yeah. us, by, by us. us. So I absolutely think you're. I agree a hundred percent that the black community should give back more to our historically black colleges and universities. I also think that some of our historically black colleges and universities that are not financially sustainable may not need to continue to exist so mm-hmm. that resources can be put together and like a more compile style. the right because they're struggling right now. They should, I, I heard they're merging though, but and, and there is nothing wrong with merging and there's nothing wrong with schools coming together so that you have fewer HBCUs that can receive the bulk of funds that are available as the black community is trying to amass and generate wealth. I (laughs) do blame Benedict College and I I would say that some money is not good money. Yeah. And I think that that, shame on President Rosalind Clark artists for allowing this to happen. Uh, Especially shame on her when just last week before going to South Carolina, President Trump stated and used the concept of lynching to say that this is what the Democratic Party was doing to Republicans. (laughs) All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. But we will win. The president tweeted on Tuesday. uh, This man doesn't even have a... uh, He he knows what lynching is. He knows the concept. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. And shame on this university for allowing him to set foot there. I wouldn't give $2.00. Mm. Out of my leftover pocket found on the floor to Benedict College after this nonsense. And, and shout out to Senator Kamala Harris for backing out of a forum that's being held for our 2020 Democratic candidates, saying that she would rather not be there at all because of what happened at this, this college. So is it safe to say that Benedict College has been canceled? Benedict College has been canceled. I mean, I don't even know. Yes. Benedict College has been canceled, hands down. Uh, And I think Kamala Harris gets a shout out. And I'm disappointed that any of our Democratic candidates are going to be at Benedict in their upcoming forum that haven't been launched before. We still need somebody there. No, we don't. It's not there. Let me tell you, Kamala is now renting a space in the town and having her discussion at, at the same time in the town. Every Democratic candidate who was scheduled to be there that's going to bring publicity to this college, that's going to bring funds and revenue to this area, need to pull out and go to Kamala's forum in protest of what Benedict did. They were wrong. These black leaders who are aligning themselves with President Trump and his white supremacist nationalist support organization need to be counted. They need to face repercussions, and we're the ones that have to bring that to, to par. So Kamala definitely shot up, and let me find out that Elizabeth is sitting her butt up in that form, she might get canceled. I might switch over and no longer be able to support her. Pete probably going to be there, but I don't like Pete and his policies anyway. Then uh, Not only do I not like Mayor Pete, but Cardi B does not like Summer Bunny. <laughs> so, Atlanta's own Love and Hip Hop, uh, well, it's not uh, Atlanta's own. Actually, this is from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I've never seen any Love and Hip Hop. Have you guys ever seen the Love and Hip Hop Hollywood? Do you, do you know Summer Bunny? I know of her. Very telling about you, Tracy. So you sit here in the chair. What? And you've never seen power, but you watch my 600-pound life as well as Love & Hip Hop. I can't get power on YouTube, but I can get this crap on YouTube. I've never seen it. Who is Summer Bunny? I'm also an educator, Mm -hmm. so I have to know what these kids are watching. So when they bring it up, I can be like, well, Summer Bunny ain't got no education or whatever. I don't know what she got, but I'm just saying so I can relate, right? 
So Summer Bunny is obviously a cast member of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, and she completed the, a series, but she was denied access to the reunion show that was held last week uh, or two weeks ago inside of Tyler Perry Studio because of Cardi B. Supposedly, Summer Bunny has had a relationship or had at, at worse, but just slept with at best uh, Cardi B, Cardi's husband Offset, and Cardi B absolutely refuses to deal with the whole Love and Hip Hop franchise since then, and now has demanded that Summer Bunny no longer be extending a contract from VH1 if VH1 wants to continue to work with her. Mm-hmm. Not on Love and Hip Hop, but just in general, and VH1 agreed, okay. and they released Summer Bunny. I just googled her, and I remember when she was trending with uh, the whole Offset situation now. It's coming to my uh, memory. Here's the thing. Cardi B, Offset, you all are married and you're not ready. You know, if you... If this man was cheating on you before you got married, what you think gonna happen after you get married? Like, I think we have a skewed uh, view of what marriage and relationships look like, right? So... You can't get mad at MTV for hiring someone. She popping. She got a lot of followers. Summer Bunny. It's yeah, business, so, it's you not know, personal. it's not a personal thing. She popping, and they're going to capitalize on her viewership. You know, her name is awful. It is Summer Bunny. When I think of a Summer Bunny, I'm thinking of a, a sweaty rabbit. Like a, <laughs> I'm thinking of a sweaty rabbit. It's hot. The the hair is fur is like matted and slicked down because of the sweat. It's disgusting. Well, you ever seen a wet rabbit? I can't. I know I haven't actually. Um, but I, I'm just saying, Cardi B, you can't get mad at VH1 for trying to capitalize on some of the bull crap that you've been involved in. Like your your husband has not been the best the example of a of a husband. So I mean, and and unfortunately, we like that crap. Yeah, he likes it. Hence the existence of the show, right? Yeah, we like to see people miserable. I hate that that's so, but... Yeah, I've never watched an episode of Love and Hip Hop. I've never seen it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because all it is, it's not really focused on the hip hop. It's more focused on ratchetness, cussing people out, fighting, who screwing who. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, actually. It, it adds a bad stigma to yeah. love and hip hop. And Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's no love. And ain't no hip-hop. Well, that's why First Lady Michelle Obama says you have to take care of yourself. So it is the time in the week where we talk about the up, the down, and the clown. Every week, we conclude by talking about the things that really give us hope and inspire us. That's called our up. Then we talk about the things that really may bring us down from that cloud of optimism into a world of reality with the down. And then we always go to what's just absolutely absurd, and that's our clown. This week's The Up is from First Lady, for our eternal forever First Lady, Michelle Obama, who, you know, is a very busy woman, has a lot of things going on. And she says that Sundays are her self care Sundays. Do you guys have a self-care routine? If so, is there a specific day of the week that you do it? And what may be some things that you do? Yeah, so um, for me on Fridays, I like to cut my nails <laughs> and file them. And if I need to do any like personal grooming uh, or like facial hair or, or you know, I, think, like, I, I like to go to the barbershop typically on maybe like a Friday or a Saturday morning. 
Um, and then on Saturdays, I like to uh, go through like a, a facial cleansing regimen uh, yeah. just to kind of yeah exfoliate and moisturize and things of that nature. But yeah, that's kind of what. I, oh, and, and one last thing. Sorry, I have this. <laughs> I have this. Like, you know the 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 exfoliating scrub brush or what have uh-huh. you. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh wow! I'm sorry, I'm just dedicated to Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's all I got. I don't have a self care regimen. Um, you got to add in one thing. I need to do. something. We're gonna do that for Michelle. I, I need to start doing something. Um, you don't but, see your workouts at self care. Yeah, I was Ooh. gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Um, a lot of people do the exfoliating, the massages, and stuff like that. Mine is actually going to the gym, and I try to go five times a week. Um, this week I I only went three because I'm dealing with an injury. But um, that is the one place I feel like I get all of my stress, all of my attention. I see people that I like, you know, in there we say hi. We're all trying to reach a common goal. And so, yeah, the, the, yeah. the fitness, my fitness component of my, my week. I work out six days a week. Many weeks I work out seven days a week. Um, I have set regimented times that I do and go work out. That is always a run or a spin class. And I would love to say that those are self-care efforts and things that I love to do, but that would be a lie <laughs> to every listener out there. I don't necessarily enjoy it. It's something I have to make myself do, but I do. Um, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about what would be my greatest self-care uh, act, and it would have to be prayer. Oh, I would have to say that my prayer time is probably the most sacred time for me and the most important time for me. And that would be probably my greatest act of self-care. But again, thank you to uh, the eternal First Lady, Michelle Obama, for emphasizing self-care Sundays and making this something that is trending and something that the black community is backing and getting behind. So we hope to see more of those hashtag self-care Sunday pictures on our feed. Uh, That was an up, and I think it was a good up, but what is a down? I think it's a pretty low down. Happened uh, a week ago from a cross-country meet in Ohio where Nora Alexandria Abakram, a student uh, athlete, was disqualified from having her personal best because she wore a hijab during competition. It is a part of her religious faith. It is a part of what she firmly believes in. And she was disqualified because she wore it during a cross-country run. In no way did wearing this hijab make her a faster runner. In no way did it give her an advantage. If anything, it made it a harder feat for her to achieve her personal best. She did not know she could not wear the hijab. She did not know there was a policy in place that her coach should have gone through to give her permission to wear it. And it is unfortunate and unfair that the state of Ohio would choose to disqualify her in their time. It is discrimination, period. I agree. Um, Especially during a time where, you know, we, we had a couple weeks back where the transgender athletes were running against the the female athletes and you know they hadn't gone through the completion of their hormones and stuff so they're still kind of considered boys in a sense but they identify as well, they still girls. had the testosterone yeah. being produced that the but male reproductive simply because they say they identify as female but this particular person this is her religious belief this is something that you know she honors within her family and her culture and she gets disqualified for that i think it's unfortunate yeah, I think it's discriminatory and disgraceful yeah. for us to say that we are part of these United States mm-hmm. and still have these type of biases towards mm-hmm. other people's you know, religious beliefs that do not have any implications on the performance of the athlete or anybody around them in a negative way. Exactly. 
so so unfortunate. And um, hopefully it will. This law will change in Ohio, and I hope that this continues to bring about great attention to it. Mm-hmm. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have to award the clown of the week for three weeks now in a row <laughs> to <laughs> President Donald Trump, huh? where Michelle Obama is our eternal first lady. President Trump may very well be our eternal clown. Uh, We talked about earlier in this episode his speech at Benedict College. He turned around and said that he has helped African Americans beyond anything in the history of our country. He has done more for you blacks than any other leader in the history. Where is the proof, Lord? Because I've been black all my life. And I I don't, I'm not reaping any of the benefits of what he's done. At least I don't know. Like, what has he done? President Lincoln was a Republican, he said. Uh But forget that. We need to start bringing that up because the Democratic policies have let African Americans down and taken Uh, them for granted. No. He said in 2016 to you blacks, what the hell do you have to lose? What? He also said that when you look at the historically black colleges and universities, check out the last administration, i.e. Obama, and see what they did for you. Not too much. Yes, there was a bill passed to help HBCUs under the Obama administration. I, it bothers me that he does not get the credit that he he deserves. It also bothers me that we do not recognize a lot of the pushback that he experienced in his administration. He tried to pass laws. He did not have the House with him. So it is frustrating when I hear people say, oh, Obama wasn't able to do this for you black people. He wasn't able to do that. I'm like, yeah, because he had so much resistance. Mm -hmm. He had people left and right telling him no. So, of course, he's going to be looked at as somebody who couldn't accomplish certain things. And for, I, it bothers me. And for the things that he did accomplish that um, were, I guess, now realized in the current administration, yeah. he doesn't receive due the credit, credit for that, right? Yeah. It's just the halo effect of all the, the massive work that he did prior to you getting. So, you just... And, people, and for people not to see that is baffling to me. Like, I, I'm literally scratching my head. Like, I don't understand how we can miss that all of the accomplishments that Obama made for us and like you said the trickle down into this administration and how Trump is benefiting from it but none of those executive orders that have been written have been for the benefit of the African American community you can trust and believe that and a lot of black people who are um, benefiting from it are wealthy Mm. it is the wealthy it It is like the T.I.s and the uh, Dave Chappelle. Like, these are the entertainers, the athletes. But what about these people in our own community? I'm middle to low class right now, considered based off of my income, you know? So it's like, what about us? We haven't received any educational reform. We haven't received... I don't see what. where are these jobs that that they're talking about, I'm not seeing it. So, So Byron Donalds is a black (laughs) Republican lawmaker from Florida, and he said, I'm happy he was here. All right. People say a lot of things, but I'm about what actually gets done. Mm -hmm. 
Some people take issue with him, but I've always said, don't talk about it, you be about it. And I'm about what he's getting done. That's what Byron Donald said. In addition to that, many times throughout President Trump's speech, um, they, he shouted out, uh, the people shouted out, we love you, Mr. President, we love you, four more years, four more years. Uh, and you also had a homeboy from my home state of Mississippi, Attend the rally, Omar Peters, 22. He actually, um, he also attended. And there he said, I do think in general, sometimes President Trump needs to watch what he says, but that's the best thing about him. He's not politically correct. He says it like it is, and you get the realness from him. But if Obama had been this kind of president, he would have been impeached from the gate. And that bothers me. Like, they got upset for the man. Uh, for the man wearing a, a tan suit. Like, what? Right. So uh, I'm stunned at the 10% of black people who support President Trump. Yeah. I'm stunned by yeah. Byron Donald, Omar Peters. I, I'm stunned by my Instagram friend who I run with. I'm stunned that they are people <laughs> of color in this nation and they have seen news reports and witnessed and heard the things this man has said. He is a white supremacist in the White House Mm. backing and supporting a white nationalist agenda, but yet and still you support this man. And it speaks to the degradation and the brainwashing that has undergone people of color in this society so that they are so desperate for approval and so needy for their one piece of the pie that they are willing to sell out their whole entire race and everything that is in their interest to gain the approval of white people. It is appalling, it is disrespectful, and it is a downright shame. I am going to say a special prayer for you, Omar, and a special prayer for you, Byron, tonight. I'm going to deeply delve into my talk with the Lord and ask him to put a shield over you, but not only a shield over you, but open your mind with clarity so you can see racism for what racism is. That's right. But you talked earlier about what did he do? (laughs) President Trump has done an increase of 14.3% of funding towards HBCUs. How? So that's how he's bought but the loyalty of these presidents but, like but Roswell. What, 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 he increased the funding. Because I know my funding at my HBCU, I, we don't see that. He said it was 14.3%. He what? said. Well, he, where are these schools? Who are these schools that are benefiting from it? All of them. I think probably, would probably say all of them. I'm sure all of them have benefited in some regards. I don't know. What's 14.3% of what, though? Yeah, like what their funding was, I, I'm not certain. But that's not much. Because a lot I'm of them are underfunded. And, yeah, and a lot yeah, of them are underfunded. Okay, okay, okay. So, in addition to Up, Down, the Clown, we always want to end on a high note. Before we go into what's called the best of us news from the world that we can be inspired by, do we have any products this week or Things that you want to shout out that you would recommend to our listeners. I'll go first in that I have a brand new eye serum called, you've seen me, you know I have bags. They're hereditary. These are not denial of sleep bags. They are just, they're just hereditary. My dad has them. My grandfather had them. And now I have them and I live with them. I've lived with them my whole life. I've often even thought about getting or having surgery to remove the bags. But then I think that my face would not, would no longer be my face. I don't want to take away my grandfather and my father from what God has given me. But I do like to diminish and bring down the bags. And this serum works instantly. I'm very happy with it. 
very proud of it. I'm super, super amazed that it comes in at such a low cost and it's highly effective. Many of these little eye serum lotions are extremely expensive. To have found this uh, makes my day. Shout out to former guest Paris Prince on the recommendation. So that's a product that I'm loving this week and I'm happy to share it with all of our listeners. I would like to, I'm not shouting out a, a product, but I would like to shout out Dion Cole on his Netflix special, uh, Cold Hearted. If you have not seen this, it is an hour of power for funny. I mean, from the be- beginning to the end, I laughed out loud and would have to stop and rewind so I could hear the joke again. I've watched it five times in like four days. Like, it's crazy. It is hilarious. So, shout out to Dion Cole. I've always thought that he was funny. He, he got a sex. Now, he done trimmed down. Who is Dion Cole? Dion Cole is uh, on Blackish. Um, he's he's a writer. Oh, he's also on Grownish. The yes, same day guy. Okay, yes, okay. Yes, and just his 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 career has really taken off um, in the past few years, and just he's funny AF. So, Rob, as a brand ambassador, I'm certain that you have some brands that you work with that you can recommend to our listeners. Yeah, so, of course, we've mentioned Scotch Porter, um, men's grooming products. Uh, but And they also have a journal, so it goes in terms of you getting your mental well-being. Wellness. And the candle, right? Yeah. So, they go hand-in-hand to, maybe you can use on your self-care Sunday, right? Uh, yes. Hashtag self-care nice. Sunday, right? Burn your candles, men, on your self-care Sunday. Reflect. Write in your journal. Get your mind right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, a new partnership. Um, shout out to Manscaped. Uh, recently, they sent me some product. They have this amazing wet, dry, rechargeable lawnmower too. Uh, so it's a clipper. It's clippers for your for your body. So um, have the 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 uh, the lawnmower too. Um, they have a, a razor. They sent me. I've never used a razor to my face uh, personally, but um, they also have some personal grooming products and. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, something that I, that I also am a part of, but a shout out to Lasso. Um, Lasso is a, a company that I'm a co-founder in, as well as the COO for. And what we do is uh, we make tardy compression garments that help to prevent injury uh, using kinesio taping patterns uh, woven in the fabrics. And so, um, shout out to Lasso, man. I've been. I have my years. Lasso socks. Oh, I have yeah, one. Yeah. I have three pair yeah. that I received on a sun on a self care oh, Sunday, Sunday run. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love my Lasso socks, and I they they're great. Yeah, thank you so much. But uh, what I got. Yeah. In terms of products, and so I think that's a great way of uh, queuing up to go into our the best of us, where three prison inmates beat Harvard in a debate. Um, there is a. Uh, What happened here is that these three inmates trained, built up. They're part of a bar prison initiative where uh, it offers free college to incarcerated men and women. These three young men of color were there. They went up against the Harvard debate team and they actually won. So shout out to these young men. And I think it's a great program, giving hope, building up skills and helping really inspire people to turn their lives around despite having made some wrong turns somewhere in the course of their lives. Either they did or they were accused falsely and have been in prison as a result of. I think it's dope. You know, just because you're incarcerated doesn't mean you're dumb. You know what I'm saying? Some some people are incarcerated because of their circumstances, not because they didn't have the uh, educational prowess. You know what I'm to saying? To do, you're right. Yeah. To achieve certain things. So shout out to them Continue to be um, become more educated while you're in there. 
take advantage of the opportunities that you're given. And so when you come out, you come out strong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I don't know, you know, shout out to uh, Eastern New York Correctional Facility, right? Cause, yeah. I mean, prison, we talk about prison reform, but I think it's important to, you know, think about the transitions that people should be making from, you know, imprisonment to freedom once again, so yeah. to speak, right, in society. So, you know, gosh, man, I mean, to, to have that skill set, you know, to, to, to beat a Harvard debate team. That's that's incredible. And that also means that was in you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and you know, you probably didn't get the opportunity when you were before you got locked up yeah. to to exhibit that, those Someone skills that you had. You yeah. So that I think you that's make you dope. believe bigger, you know. Yeah. And keep pushing. Yeah. I can't wait till you come out here and start debating some more people. You feel me? So thank you guys so much for joining us. Rob, thank you for a great week here on the 3 Plus 1 podcast. We've enjoyed you. It's been a wonderful week. We thank you for the time that you've brought in. Tracy, thank you for being an amazing host and carrying on the great work of the podcast. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please continue to share us on social media and gear up for some great stuff coming next month. Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.